This is a Soulfire production. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about ADHD. So I did a podcast a while back about energetic roots of anxiety and depression. And in that episode, I talked a lot about how my perspective on anxiety and depression has really shifted over time, especially the more I focused on energy work and became an energy healer and then learning about neural reprogramming and just seeing things from the energetic perspective. And that for me was from my own history with really severe anxiety and depression for most of my life and trying so many different modalities to move through that and first to manage it, but also, you know, can I really get rid of this? For me, that personal experience and also, you know, I studied psychology in college. And so I've taken a lot of classes on a lot of these different diagnoses. And ADHD is another one that I have been told I have. (laughs) Uh, And I think a lot of creatives, a lot of entrepreneurs have been diagnosed with ADHD, but I just have a really different perspective on it energetically again. And it was one of those ones where I remember taking classes on ADD, ADHD in school and struggling with these definitions. I mean, the same way I honestly felt this way with anxiety and depression. And again, like through this, I'm just sharing my my personal perspective right now and thoughts I have. If it doesn't resonate, it's totally fine. But I remember I'll use my depression or anxiety as the first example of just telling a lot of my therapists and psychiatrists, like, look, I, I feel like this is a sign something is off, right? I was like, there's got to be a root here. There's something going on that's really the root of this. I don't want to just take a pill to manage it. It's obviously there because there's something wrong. So I want to get to the bottom of that. And and I, you know, had some of those same feelings and just the questioning come up when I learned about different diagnoses, right? Different types of depression, different types of anxiety and how that can be diagnosed in the DSM and all that. But then also with ADD, ADHD, I just remember like being in the question of, I mean, at what point is this a really creative kid? And at what point is this is this just showing us where the education system is set up in a way that is so templated that it's just not serving everybody? And to be honest, I was thinking about this. I'm like, who is who is the standard education system set up to serve like from many different angles i mean <laughs> i'm not sure who i'm really not sure who but i think with a lot of these diagnoses we can attach an identity to that and view it from this place of there's something wrong with me and i have a really hard time with that energetically like it makes me really sad because it's getting people again into this place of there's something wrong with me. Like I have this diagnosis and I have this issue. And so I'm going to struggle with this and it's working against me. And I think there are a lot of systems and structures where, yeah, it's, it's hard to have a certain type of personality and it's not like working in that system, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. (laughs) And I, I, I just, this is really important to me. It just really hurts my heart when people take these things on of like something is wrong with me, you know? And I know for me, I've had so many different experiences with that of, with my anxiety, with my really severe depression, with 
with all of my physical health issues, with all of my gut issues, with my mold illness, with my Lyme disease. And I stayed in these patterns that were really not serving me because I was identifying with the diagnosis and relating to it from the place of there's something wrong with me versus, you know what? Everything that was coming forward in terms of symptoms with mold and Lyme was super helpful because that was my body working properly. That was my body saying, hey, there is dis-ease in the system. There are things that are going on in the system energetically, physically that, that are not in alignment. And so I needed to look there. And the same thing with the anxiety and depression. And I'm like so grateful that I always had that urge within me of, no, I'm going to get to the root of this because when I really started taking that different approach and looking at things with nutrition and lifestyle and then energy, I was like, great. That was, that was actually guiding me to what's out of alignment. That consistent anxiety, that depression was my indicator. Ding, ding, ding. Things are out of alignment. This isn't working. And you know where I started thinking about this ADHD piece is I was back in my human design quadrite rabbit hole that we all know I get down. (laughs) I could talk about this forever, but I was revisiting that article. It's alexaallen.com slash quad dash facts. (laughs) I I love it. She basically outlines the, the points that raw, the human design founder made around quad rights. And so this has been a key piece for me with my design. And one of the reasons why I love human design so much is and it's like all of these systems. It just gives us an opportunity to have a different perspective about ourselves and gives us permission to be ourselves and actually allows us to see what if this thing where I thought it made me wrong because it was different or it doesn't work with the standard template. What if that is actually my greatest gift? What if that is actually my advantage? What if that's how I'm built and it's meant to be that way? And that's how I can actually lean into how incredible I am and how magnetic I am. And what I love about human design is it gives this individualized roadmap, starting to really tune into your natural rhythms and your optimal energy flow and just starting to experiment with that and seeing how, you know, maybe doing things differently or leaning into what feels most natural for you actually optimizes your creativity and your productivity, your your efficiency, your inspiration, your happiness, and your health. And I will just add, I highly recommend Victoria Jane's HDCC program if you want to go much deeper into human design. That is the certification I went through and absolutely loved it. Victoria's been on the podcast a couple of times. And if you do want to go through that, I have a code, Christina100. I'll put the link in the description. So just so you know, if you want to go through that self-paced course, because I'm obsessed with human design. If you want to uh, manifest more money, more fulfilling relationships, better health, but despite doing your daily manifestation and visualization practices, it isn't coming to you easily, this is what you need to know. What I have learned through my own experience again and again and through the experiences of all the people I've worked with is that the main reason why people have trouble calling in more of what they want is that they have underlying limiting beliefs that there is not enough or that they aren't actually worthy of receiving what it is that they want. Here's the thing. In order to be an energetic match for more, we need to get out of scarcity mindset and start embodying the energy of abundance. This allows you to effortlessly attract more abundance to you, whether you want money, relationships, health, 
any physical form of abundance. If you are wondering how to align with the energy of abundance and how to effortlessly attract different forms of abundance into your life, I have created a brand new course that teaches you the exact practices that I use and my clients use to align with abundance in all areas of our life, making manifestation effortless. This course, Abundance Accelerator, includes over nine hours of video lesson content, exclusive journal prompts and exercises to help you integrate the information, and a really powerful 30-minute energy healing activation to help you align your frequency with the energy of abundance. When you enroll, you get lifetime access to all of the course materials. You can start today and you get to do this all at your own pace. So your life could change literally in a week if you are ready. If you are ready to learn how to receive the endless support and abundance that is already available to you, then you can enroll in Abundance Accelerator today by going to bit.ly slash AXL course. Again, that's bit.ly slash AXL C-O-U-R-S-E. I can't wait to hear what you manifest. So this leads me back to my quad right stuff because I have been really feeling a lot of resistance around, I mean, I've talked about this, like I'm obsessed right now with expanding time with productivity, with optimizing energy flow. And I'm noticing where resistance is coming up. And it's all because of places where I am out of alignment. And so my guides are like, go back to your quad right article. And so as I'm reading this quad right article, I've never felt so seen every time. And I think this has been one of the most profound parts of my design. Some of the pieces in here really made me think a lot about ADHD. And here, I'll read some of them. Equipped with a passive brain, it's not supposed to focus. The moment that quad rights try to push their brains to do something, they're creating total lack of well-being in their system. And this goes directly to the thyroid. They might have problems with metabolizing food, with weight, or with not having enough energy, and so on. They are not designed to be put under pressure. Left brains focus, focus, focus. Right brains have a passive receptive brain taking in everything. They can read a book and then completely forget it and have to read it again. If they put pressure on their brain, if they tried to be strategic, if they try to define their life by what they do instead of what they live, they will be in trouble. Their brain will give them physical problems if they stress it. Quad rights don't have to worry about studying. They just need to be present. And what, why that is, is because the idea with the quad right is you're always picking up everything. You're just picking up all the stimuli all around. And something that's really helpful as a quad right is to really limit stimuli because, because you're literally picking up everything. If I'm at a coffee shop, and I'm trying to work. I am trying to pay attention to what's on my computer. I'm also noticing is something going off on my phone. I can hear the conversation next to me to my left. I can hear the conversation next to me to my right. I'm noticing the sounds that are going on, you know, from the barista. Like I'm picking literally everything up, whether or not I'm realizing it, even if I'm not focusing on anything, I'm feeling all of it. And so it often feels paralyzing for me. And so a huge thing for me that I know, it's like, okay, I have squirrel brain because I'm picking up everything all the time, all the stimuli. And so I'll do well with a lot less stimuli, just trying to you know, focus on one thing at a time. It's like, I can't work if I have music playing. It's just too much for me. Or having people around me, even working at a library in college was so hard for me. I could not focus. And I realized I didn't say this. This is in human design, all of those arrows like around your head in your chart. Quad right is when they're all facing right. And it was really validating for me just learning about this because it resonated so deeply. And I've always, I've always felt like I'm picking up everything all the time. I feel like when I try and focus on anything, I can't focus on it. I really struggled in school with this. And so this is what's interesting 
is, yeah, I've talked about this a lot, but you know, my identity was always around being the smart person and straight A Christina and all that. I worked really, really hard in school and I was always really frustrated with myself because I always felt like I would go to class and, you know, later in my education, educational experience, I, (laughs) I just learned to lean into it because I would just go to class and I just knew I'm not going to learn anything here. Like I could not focus. I couldn't pick anything up. If I tried to study, if I tried to read a paragraph, I would just read it a hundred times and I'm like, nothing is sinking in. And it was so frustrating and I had to work so hard to try and focus. And I remember just thinking like, this is painful in my body. I'm not designed this way. But anyway, I think a lot of the the description around quad, right? I'm like, I mean, that can really look like ADHD for a lot of people, right? Or you know, do I have ADHD or am I a manifesting generator? And I like to have different things on my plate, right? Or I know for me, I have a channel that is basically like, I'm really good at launching things, starting things, but I'm not really a finisher, right? And so how that manifests can be, I mean, do I have 15 books halfway open or a quarter read that I just kind of stop? I mean, yeah, (laughs) right. I get distracted. And I know for me, like if somebody watched my workflow, they they would be like, what are you doing? I, I start something. I'm in the middle of a sentence. I'm in the middle of writing an email. And then I have an idea about something else. And then I go and I will work on something else and I'll make my Instagram post. And then maybe I'll move back to my email. But then I remember I'm going to start a podcast. And then I start recording a solo episode. And about halfway through, I get distracted. So I just stop. And then I go eat lunch and then I'll come back to my podcast and maybe do another 10 minutes. And then I think about something else and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to record this. Like it is chaotic. And to be honest, it works for me as I just learned to lean into it. But I definitely have gotten thrown different labels around it that can make me feel like that's wrong. But like for me, the more I lean into it, the more it works, like the more I lean into the, I can't focus my flow just has to be random because I, I can feel the resistance in my system when I'm trying to be strategic and like left brain and routine. It just does not work for my unique body. And human design, I think is just one like tangible example of how there could be a different perspective on a lot of these behaviors or the way that we relate to the world, right? And I'm not saying everybody that has been diagnosed with ADHD is a quad right because they're not right, but we could look at it from a, a lot of different angles. I mean, I feel like there are so many things you could look at in a human design chart that could be like, oh yeah, well that's you know wh- why some of those patterns show up. I think it's really cool that there are a lot of entrepreneurs. I, I feel like I know a ton of incredible entrepreneurs who focus on this in their business of this connection between ADHD and entrepreneurship, and it's one of the most common things that that clients come to me with for energy work because so many entrepreneurs have it. And my perspective on it is just really different again, because a lot of people talk about it from, from the energy of there's something wrong with me, but I'm like, but what if there's not something wrong with you? It's just knowing, okay, am I super creative? Right. Am I going in a bunch of directions? Not everybody's meant to focus. Not everybody works well with all of this different stimuli around us. And we live in a world where there's just so much going on all the time. We are designed to be distracted. To me, it's like, what is my natural flow? What am I naturally like? And then how can I create an environment and support myself in optimizing like that rhythm instead of making myself wrong? I mean, who decided it was healthy for kids to sit in a desk eight hours a day and try and focus on things? Like why? why? (laughs) I mean, I know I learn best when I'm moving. I learn best when I'm walking, 
I'm here for the walking meeting. I'm here for the maybe I'm going to work in, until I don't want to work anymore or focus on something until I don't want to. And then why would I not get up and walk around and move around? And you also think about this, just, you know, kids and all their energy and they're finding their inspiration and their intuition is driving them. And I mean, maybe they don't want to focus on something or pay attention because they're just not meant to. This is another part of like not remembering things. I've talked about this quite a bit before, but there's definitely a lot of spiritual reasons why we zone out for certain things or it just doesn't sink in. Have you ever heard somebody say something 500 times and it's just not clicking or you're, you're just zoning out, it's just not landing? And some different angles to that. One is we just don't want to hear it because we're not consciously ready to receive the information. So that's why I often tell people when they come to any you know, live events or, or group sessions that I'm running. I'm like, just notice where you're popping out of your body because <laughs> you're not ready to receive this. And so that could be one reason, but another reason could be that we're just not meant to. For me, I have found this is really true for, for learning for me. For example, astrology is a big one. I'm not an astrologer by any means, but I, I, I love learning about astrology. And when I first started learning about it, and I took a couple courses and I was reading books and I was so desperate to learn about it. But no matter how many times I watched the videos, listened to the recordings, read the book, I was just reading and hearing the same thing again and again and again, and nothing was sticking. And I was getting so annoyed with myself. I'm like, I want to learn this and it's just not sticking. And I thought, whatever, just got to get over it. And what I've learned about myself is it wasn't sticking because I just wasn't supposed to learn it at that point. And then recently, I've been guided back to more stuff around astrology and I've returned to some of that previous information and I'm reading it and instantaneously it just clicks. Got it. Done. Memorized. And I'm like, yeah, because I was actually supposed to receive it right now. And so I find if I keep listening to a podcast or keep trying to read a book or learn about a topic and it's just not landing or sticking, then it's just not the right time for me. I'm like, okay, I'm just obviously not supposed to hear this. You know, it's like people talk about I don't know, left brain stuff. Just not, not my, not my thing. Like science. I'm just, my eyes glaze over. It's just not, I'm not, I'm not here to do that. All right. I'm not here to do that. Other people are. This can be true with friends as well, or people you're talking to where there's just a frequency mismatch. We are on different wavelengths and there are people where I could be so clear. I could be so clear in communication and if I asked them to repeat back what I said, they would repeat something completely different back or it would be like they didn't even hear me. That is a frequency mismatch playing out. When it comes to morning rituals, we all know it's all about the beverages. Am I right? Every single day as part of my morning ritual, I open up my heart chakra with some delicious Organifi green juice filled with so many incredible ingredients that naturally support detoxification of the pineal gland, help to naturally balance out your hormones, regulate your stress response, and give you your daily dose of superfoods. And I have been obsessed with the new green juice crisp apple flavor. It is so delicious, made from organic whole apples with all of the same benefits as the original green juice, which we all know I've been obsessed with forever. It has all of the superfoods I used to 
put in drinks individually. And we all know it's just a pain in the butt. First of all, to juice. I was depressed when I used to try and juice because it took up 45 minutes of my morning and also dealing with all of these different packages and powders and where are they all from. So it's an all-in-one with Organifi Green Juice. It has so many of my favorite ingredients, ashwagandha for regulating the cortisol response, moringa for natural energy, spirulina and chlorella. We all know I am obsessed with for natural detoxification support. Algae is a true superfood. All of the ingredients are designed to help hydrate, energize, and support cortisol balance. Best way to start my day, extra energy without any added caffeine, and it tastes so good. So if you want to try out green juice, the original or the new green juice crisp apple flavor, which you need to get your hands on, then just head to Organifi.com slash CTC to get 20% off. That's spelled O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC to get 20% off your order. Check out the green juice and literally all of their other products because if you watch my stories, you know I have an entire cabinet with all of my Organifi alphabetized because it's it's a main food group for me. Red juice, gold, harmony, it's a lifestyle. So again, Organifi.com slash CTC and that code CTC will get you 20% off. I think most of us have had this experience of listening to somebody. I mean, it could be a podcast and you listen to the whole thing. And you're like, what? <laughs> I just not, I'm not able to hear it. I'm not able to hear it. And you might return back to it and then be like, oh, well, that's landing because it's the right timing and it's the right frequency. But even with friends, like there are just certain people where it's clear to me we're not aligning with communication. And that doesn't have to mean anybody's right or wrong. It's just the frequencies aren't aligned. And this is one of the ways, especially, you know, with children, because I'm thinking about this with, with the diagnosis and it's like a kid intuitively knows what's for them and what's not like they know they're like I don't want that food yeah I want to do that no I don't want to do that they're so open and aware and as kids you know if someone's talking to them who's just not for them it's just going to be like yeah I don't want to pay attention to this it's it's like nothing's happening and they're going to be drawn toward what is a vibrational match the same way when you meet somebody who just gets you like have you ever talked to somebody and you often don't know what this feels like and, until you have the experience. It's like you you talk to somebody and you feel like, holy shit, we're so on the same wavelength. Like it's basically telepathy. This person really hears me. And then you start to notice with other relationships, okay, I notice where there's like a slight gap, you know, that person just comparatively, they're maybe not on the exact same radio station fully. And you start to experience that. And it's like, oh, because that person is a vibrational match for me. And again, it's not about anyone being better than or worse than. It's just there are a bunch of different radio stations. They're all great. And who's on the same one? And that's about soul resonance. That is about natural alignment and just energy flowing to that which is resonant. So, I mean, it could be labeled ADHD. It could also be labeled highly creative, low tolerance for vibrational mismatches, which I think is a strength. It could just be different learning style, right? A lot of people are going to learn their best when they're hands-on with something, when they are taking action, or even just this idea of, you know, for me, like if I am wanting to learn something, I I need to be walking or, or moving and I'm gonna retain the information a lot better. I mean, there's just energy that wants to get out, like need, needs to move. And I'm just looking at, you know, some of these, I pulled up the description. 
A child who shows a pattern of inattention may fail to pay close attention to details or make careless mistakes in schoolwork. Well, you know what? Maybe they're not meant to pay close attention to details. Like maybe that's not their strength. Maybe they're a visionary and not an integrator. Have trouble staying focused in tasks or play. Well, maybe what you're telling them to focus on is not what's a match for them. Maybe they're not interested in it. Maybe it's just not an alignment for them. Have difficulty following through on instructions. Well, maybe they intuitively don't feel aligned with those instructions. Maybe they're an innovator naturally and are here to break out of the boxes, break down the boxes, transmute, shift things, and create new paradigms. Have trouble organizing tasks and activities. Well, not everybody is designed to be left brain like that with organization. That's just not optimal for everybody. I like to call my lifestyle organized disorganization. It might seem disorganized to the outsider, but it's how it all makes sense to me. All right. This also says they could be easily distracted. Well, there's a lot of stimuli going on. And if if a kid is highly intuitive, right, very intuitive, receiving a lot of information, picking up on all the energetic signals, you're going to be easily distracted. For me, I feel like a lot of what shows up with ADHD, it overlaps with (laughs) intuitive abilities kids, people who are very naturally attuned to energy flow and are picking up on a lot of the frequencies around them and who are highly creative. I mean, I'm just reading this. It's like kids who talk too much, they blurt out answers. I mean, maybe they have an open throat center. That's not a bad thing. I have an open throat center. (laughs) I reflect, I reflect back (laughs) the communication style of people around me. And I'm not saying it's not a real thing. Like all of this, right? All of these diagnoses, it's like, yes, these are real things that people experience. And I think it's really helpful just to notice where we are relating to it as if it's something that holds us back or makes us wrong in some way or has to be a disadvantage versus like, what if I reframe this and noticed how that's actually a lot of my greatest gifts? You know, I think about the way I function and I, a lot of my friends, those are my guy friends growing up, they always would call me random girl. Again, everybody would laugh at me and tell me that they loved me because I was so random. (laughs) And I always thought, I don't think I'm random. Like in my head, it all tracks, but I guess listening back, it doesn't. People would always, you know, make fun of me lovingly for being so random. And I love that about myself. I think it keeps it interesting, but in my head, it all, it all makes sense because I have so much going on intuitively, clairvoyantly, uh, clairaudiently. Like there's just so much happening. And I'm also picking up on a lot of the frequencies underneath what people are saying. So somebody can say something to me and I don't even hear what they're saying. What I'm hearing is their higher self talking or what I'm, what I'm hearing, seeing, picking up on is what's underneath what they're saying often. So that's why a lot of times people talk to me and I respond with something that seems unrelated, but it's actually related because I didn't hear what they said. I heard the vibration underneath it. And that is my intuitive awareness. That is me perceiving the different layers of frequency and information. And for me, that is a strength and I can use that to my advantage. It allows me to see people really deeply to get to the root of any issues to communicate actually more clearly because a lot of times people don't say what they really mean. It allows me to really hear people on a, on a deep level. It allows me to cut through the lies and the bullshit. And for me, I'm like, is it being random or is it just picking up on different frequencies and also being an open vessel for new ideas and inspiration. Because when you're somebody that is really here to bring through the initial seeds of new ideas, these are the inventors, 
the innovators, the paradigm shifters. That is just being an open vessel for stuff to drop in. I get business ideas, program ideas, product ideas all the time, left and right, just dropping in. And it can seem very distracted, (laughs) but would I be willing to give up my distractible energy, my squirrel energy? Would I give that up? No, because that's also the same the same energetic availability that allows me to download all of these ideas. It allows me to create that allows me to do crazy shit, like write four books in four months. That is what my randomness allows me to do. I think the thing is recognizing that we're all different. We're all built differently. And I'm like, you know, thank God for the people in my life who can focus, who are organized because they can you know, balance me out and support me and my strengths. But at the same time, I have other strengths. And that's the thing is recognizing that we're all different. We all have different strengths and leaning into those and allowing each other to lean into our natural flow of energy and just starting to recognize the the beauty in each of those different ways of being. So for me, if it means I'm more disorganized or I'm kind of all over the place and you know, people think I'm easily distracted and whatever, all the things the teachers used to say and the psychiatrists used to say, whatever. That's, that's okay. Because, uh, it's just another way of viewing how highly perceptive I am to unseen frequencies and my openness to downloading information and inspiration from the energetic cloud of consciousness. And that is what I love about myself. And so, you know, with this ADHD thing, I would invite you to think about, but like, who would I be with without that strength, actually? And it's up to you whether or not you want to identify with it. Like, I've never been somebody that identifies with that label. I, I remember when people told me that I was like, yeah, no, that's just the way I related to it was like, I'm not taking that label on because you're making it sound like I'm wrong for just not being interested in focusing on things that I don't want to focus on. And if I don't want to focus on it, it's just because I'm not meant to. (laughs) You know what I mean? But think about how that is actually a strength and how that could also be, you know, just a different labeling for some of your greatest gifts. I think about if I blocked myself from all of the random ideas and thoughts that came in. I have, I mean, there's no way I'd be able to have 500 and something podcasts now, would I? <laughs> and I, I wouldn't be an open channel, right? I wouldn't be able to channel or really receive that information. And I think about all of the things I download and I get so many business ideas. And a lot of those are for clients, right? And you can make businesses, you can make a business off of just being an idea person. There are other people where that's not their natural inclination and they have other skill sets that are not my skill sets that are not my strength. And so I'll let the people who are good at organizing and focusing and executing and integrating do that. And I'm going to just lean into what I'm good at. But what I will also say, because I do want to go this direction energetically, I'll add this is based off of, you know, what I see in terms of energy healing session. So when people come in, you know, with, for me with energy work, it, it's like psychic surgery. So I'm basically looking at somebody and the way I see it is through my clairvoyance. And it basically looks like 
an x-ray scan, but very colorful. And so that's how I see energy in the body. And how ADHD, people who, who tell me I have ADHD, what it often looks like is a, a lot of people's energy in their system. And so this is where people, you know, who might identify with ADHD, having extra energy protection set up and really spending time clearing their energy field and really anchoring into what's their, their field in particular, their frame is going to be super important. These people often have like a porous aura, I, I, as I will call it, where they're holding on to a lot of other people's ideas, energy. They just soak it up. And a lot of that is because they are so receptive and they're picking up a lot of these different frequencies and then kind of holding on to it, holding onto that in their energy field. And so just setting up some extra energy protection and making sure to clear out the energy that's not theirs and send it back to the earth or wherever it's from. It's going to also look like a lot of energy cords that they're holding on to. So if we're not, you know, doing our daily energy hygiene, cutting our cords, that, you know, that can present as a lot of this squirrely energy. So paying attention to that, a lot of not being grounded, right? So taking time to ground every day helps a lot energetically because people with ADHD often are living so much in their upper chakras, which is where all the downloads and the insight and, you know, the inspiration and the shifting focus because they're so receptive. They're often so in their upper chakras that doing some extra work to, to ground, to put their feet on the earth, right? To do some energetic grounding as well use a grounding mat, just different grounding techniques, whatever works for you is going to be really helpful as well. These are people who are really sensitive to energetic clutter because they are picking up on so many things. So even just having like too many objects around them can kind of pull their energy in different directions. And this is the same as having just a lot of energy cords with with friends as well. And so really starting to notice how many people am I energetically connected to and what would it look like for me to be in relationship without having to hold energy for this person or pick up on their stuff. You know, this is something for me that I've been really aware of with my business of every time I I have a container with somebody, I'm energetically connected with them. And so I started to recognize when I was having really, really big containers over long periods of time, I could not really do anything because it felt like all day, every day. It's like, it's like the equivalent of getting phone calls all day, every day, because I was getting pings about everybody all the time because I was energetically connected to them. And I have noticed this about myself where I can have a day of doing nothing and literally just sitting and thinking about what I want to do. And because there are so many different open energy portals and people I'm connected to, I can spend all day feeling like I can't do a single thing because I'm feeling the energy from everyone I'm connected to. This could be friends, clients, and then also social media channels. And it, it because it's like, even if the social media channels are closed, like I don't have an app open, I can feel every time somebody's energetically connected to me. So that energy maintenance of cutting the cords, of clearing your energy field, of sealing up your aura, of grounding, releasing other people's energy is really, really important. And especially with relationships that you've completed. So if if there's a relationship that has come to a close or transitioned, so think, you know, ex-partners or ex-colleagues in terms of work or bosses or just, I don't know, any relationship that's come to a close, really being diligent about energetically closing that up and really clearing the energy from that person. Because for, for people with this type of energy body, 
they're just going to hold on to that and feel that so, so intensely. And so clearing out the energy that they don't, they don't need to hold on to or feel anymore makes the world of a difference. But this is the type of person that really needs to keep up. I mean, everybody does, but with that energetic hygiene and I've had so many people who, you know, when they consistently do their energy hygiene, which is all laid out in the membership, if you want in on that, will tell me they're like, I feel like a completely different person. I feel calm. I feel relaxed. <laughs> right. I feel like I can focus. I feel like I can actually funnel my creative genius. So it really makes a difference. And the other piece is having time where you really are alone. And I could do a whole podcast on this, but most people think that they know what it's like to be alone and they don't. As I've said many times before, if you're like, oh yeah, I spent yesterday alone and you were listening to a podcast, texting your friends, going on Instagram, watching TV, you were not alone. This is like, do you know what it feels like to be truly by yourself? Truly by yourself. Nobody else's energy. I mean, animals as well, right? I, I'm not, I, we love your animals, but I'm just saying it's to recognize these cords we have. When I have an animal, I'm energetically connected to that animal. If I have kids, I'm connected to them, my partner, my close friends, right? Just noticing these connections and just intentionally saying, I'm not going to store energy for this person right now. Or I, right now, I'm just setting the intention to be fully in my field. I'm going to send their energy lovingly back to them just so I can kind of recalibrate, reset, and get to my neutral. And starting to develop the skill of, can I pick up on frequencies and feel energy, but not soak it up like a sponge, but rather just identify what I'm feeling and let it pass through and float through. And I don't have to own it as my own because what it feels like for this type of person is like constantly having 20 conversations going on around them, even though in the 3D world, it might look like it's silent. And so I really think for this type of person as well, a lot of times it is learning to work with their intuitive gifts and control those. You know, for me, learning how to turn it off and on and being really specific with what I'm tuning into has changed the game for me. Because if I'm always just on and it's like information is coming in from so many different directions and I don't know how to work with that, that is where a lot of those ADHD tendencies were coming out of like, oh my God, there's so much stimuli because I'm picking up on all of the radio stations at once. So grounding <laughs> for sure, needing to cut old energy cords, closing out old relationships, just clearing out that energy, staying on top of energetic protection and energy boundaries, learning to really work with their intuitive gifts and kind of control that a, a little bit more can be really helpful. And having time and space where they're really in their own space and zone without any distractions. And for me, it's like, I can't even have my phone in the room because even if I'm not looking at it, it's like I can feel the pings. I can, I can feel them. And the key is, and I've been talking about this a lot recently, starting to notice where the energy is really dispersed and what would it look like if I started to intentionally concentrate my energy, concentrating my energy and then finding really aligned creative outlets to move that energy out and through and consistently like moving the body to transmute and shift a lot of the energy, things like different somatic practices, breath work, dancing, different ways to really physically channel the energy. And then also, I know for me, just knowing I'm going to have different bursts of inspiration all the time. And so I have different places to get that out into. So having those different creative outlets for yourself, that could be really anything and being really intentional with, you know, I need this 
daily and regularly. And then also, I mean, notebooks, sticky notes, notes on my phone. I have things pop in all the time. And so I give it a place to go where things can get clogged up is when we're not giving things a space to to go or when we are trying to hold on to it. It's like immediately just write it down. And I just have a note that's like random shit and I can go through it later, (laughs) you know, and I'll just write it all down or it's in a specific notebook. And I usually put it either in my one specific notebook or on a specific note on my phone. And so I just immediately let the energy move through and I give it a place to go. And the last thing I'll just add that's coming up energetically is just kind of noticing where there is, I'll call like, I'll call it like a disconnection between upper and lower chakras, again, being so in the upper chakra, so lower chakras out of balance, but it can often look like an energetic disconnection. So when we really fully connect those lower chakras to the upper chakras, it's like the energy can flow through the entire body and things feel a bit more anchored and embodied and it can get somebody, you know, grounded into the physical vessel a bit more. And I find that makes it just easier for a lot of the inspiration to flow. But here's the thing. I have found immense freedom in just recognizing and owning that I'm not here to focus. And focusing actually creates resistance and dis-ease in my system. And who said that focusing is better than not focusing? Because the thing is, I don't have to focus on something and somehow I have the information I need. And maybe I wasn't supposed to focus on it. Maybe it's actually serving me to not focus on it and to notice where my attention naturally flows because my intuition is taking me to where I'm meant to focus on. So those are some of my thoughts around ADHD. I feel like it's very connected to creativity, to entrepreneurship. And I have felt like a lot of support that people tried to give me were more of just, oh, this is how you can shift to be more like other people. But I'm like, but what if this isn't wrong? And there's actually a more effective, efficient, productive way, because I'm going to be a lot slower at things if I try and put myself in the template of what actually feels more productive for other people. Then if I lean into the super spaz energy a little bit, just like following my natural rhythm, leaning into my natural rhythm and giving myself the space to just move in that. And I actually get so much more done in less time, even though it makes no sense. Because whenever we're trying to force ourselves into another person's way of being in alignment, if it's not resonant for us, it's going to feel heavy, muddy, bumpy, just like I'm dragging my feet. And I just feel like, why not lean into your natural rhythm? So I think I'm going to wrap up there. I have a lot to say about this topic, (laughs) but I just wanted to offer this little reframe because it just really hurts my heart when I hear people talking about a lot of these different diagnoses relating to it from the energy of there's something wrong with me because I just think there's another perspective. And I think there is a beautiful opportunity in getting curious about why we are the way we are and how that could be leading us to a different way of doing things that might actually be more optimal for us uniquely. So uh, that's just my experience and my perspective. Would love to hear what you think and if this resonates with you. 
if it does, if you think it would help somebody you know, then share it to social media, tag me, tag our Christina the Channel podcast. Would appreciate that and post in the private forum and let me know your thoughts. It's just about getting curious and looking at what gift is underneath how I'm different. That's the the place where the treasure is hiding, you know? All right, that's going to be it for today's episode. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for listening in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.